Welcome back to another message of biblical inspiration, motivation, and teaching from the Word of God. If this is your first time joining the MANA community, we encourage you to subscribe, let us know you're here, and how God has blessed you today. Children of God, welcome to part two of the story of Abraham. Before we pick up on the story, if somehow you've landed here on part two, I would encourage you, like any other story, stop now, grab part one, and start at the beginning, so you don't miss a thing. And so, the journey continues, or rather begins for this man, who was not a young man as was supposed to be conventional today. If it were to be our world today, there'd be lots of question marks about this story. Why was God calling an old man? Yeah, Abraham was literally old at the time that God called him. He was at the ripe age of 75, a grandpa's age today that would be. He was supposed to be rounding off his story of his adventures on earth at this age, but as God had something else in mind. Even today, it doesn't matter what you think or your opinion about what is fresh and active or what is supposed to be or not. All that doesn't matter to God. When God wants something, he just goes all out and gets it done. That's why he is God. He doesn't need your opinion or for you to tell him whether you are too old or too young for what he wants to do in your life. All you have to do is trust and obey, as the popular hymn goes. You really have no contributions except offering yourself completely to be used by God in his agenda. Now, Abram obeys the call and moves with his wife Sarai and Lot as well. They head into Canaan, where Abram builds his first altar to God. So trust was building, and hope as well. It would have been easy for you or I to think, hey, I think we're here. This is definitely where God was talking about. But not so. God told Abram he would give him this land, but forward march, they kept on traveling seeking that place that God had spoken of. It's important to know when you are not yet where God is taking you. Sometimes, things begin to look good and smooth, and we forget to ask God if this is it. Or is there something better ahead? Next, they're in Egypt, an ungodly nation, of course. So the Pharaoh sees Abram's wife, and she's very beautiful, as you already guessed. So he needs this woman, and this would be Abram's first challenge. Abram was scared of dying, because when it came to kings, they could kill you to get what they wanted. So the easiest thing for Abram to do would be to say that Sarai was his sister. Things almost spiraled out of control, but God was quick to the scene, and Pharaoh was also obedient, otherwise he would have been killed by God for taking God's servant's wife for himself. He would have suffered because of Abram. I bet right now you're asking yourself, why did Abram do this? Did he lie? Was it right? Etc. Etc. Well, we won't know for sure, but what we do know is that Abram was afraid of getting killed by the Pharaoh. But really, when we see Abram do this again to Abimelech the king, 
he explains to Abimelech that, in truth, Sarai was actually his sister. Sarai was actually the daughter of Abram's father, but not of his mother, and in those days, it was legal to have her as a wife. From Egypt, Abram and his wife Sarai continued their walk with God. They continued on the journey to the land that God had promised. But not just that. If you remember well, God had also said something about Abram becoming the father of nations in his solemn promise. When was this going to happen? Time was not on their side. And even though Sarai still looked terrific and beautiful, the truth is they were getting older. Had God spoken a thing and forgotten? This was definitely a cause for concern, as we'll see it reflecting in the later sequence of events. Although Abram was not yet blessed with an heir as God had promised, he was definitely seeing the hand of God over his life, blessing him with more and more properties and riches. This is another important thing to learn about God. In your and my walk with God, don't necessarily wait for everything to appear at once before you know that God is really with you. Sometimes, He comes like the rising of the sun. You get to see one part first, then it keeps on developing, until it becomes a completely bright and shining light. You may not see everything happening at once, but if you pay close attention, you will notice that God is working seriously in the background. And all you have to do is wait and keep on trusting Him. It got to a time that Abram and Lot, who was being blessed obviously because of his relationship with Abram, could no longer graze for the livestock in the same area. The land had become too small for their increased wealth. So they went their separate ways, and Abram continued to focus on his walk with God, observing and watching closely what the next word from God would be. As time went on, there was something supernatural that Abram would soon encounter. After returning from rescuing his nephew Lot, who had been captured with his family when the Sodomites ran into trouble. So Abram went out with his own army. Now, I need you to consider this for a moment. Abram went out with 318 men that had been born in his own household. What? Do you know what it takes to feed more than 400 people every single day? Remember, these were just the men that went to fight. What about their women and children? That would be a really huge number. If you are not truly a wealthy man, then I don't know how in the world you would fit this bill. Let us know if you have a comment. These men went out together, together with Abram, and were victorious in recapturing all the people and possessions the enemy had taken, including his nephew Lot. On returning, this would be something that we hear again in the book of Hebrews about the priest of God, Melchizedek. It was a supernatural encounter for Abram. Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth, the tithe, of all that he had recovered on that day. Do you notice how spiritually alert Abram always is? To recognize these experiences that would build up to form the complete journey that is blessed and commented by God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth? Are you spiritually alert like this?
and awake to the things that are happening all around you? Or do you view everything with just the natural eye? Seeing things from the perspective of spiritual reality, which is God's perspective actually, will help you walk better and faster into the promise that God has prepared for you. Remember, for this same reason, Jesus says, watch and pray. So while you're watching and being sober, you are ready to pray about any confusion and also pray for direction and help from God. Saints of God, let us pray. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Father, please help me keep my faith in you alive and working. Help me to believe in you when you speak to me about the things that I cannot see immediately, but you can see in the realms of eternity. Help me to believe and be able to wait in full assurance and conviction of the manifestation of your promise to me. Help me exercise true faith in my service and walk with you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And saints, Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Without our active participation in the journey to where you are taking us in faith, then I cannot walk with you, Lord. Lord, you desire that I trust you in everything that you say and do, because you have an end goal to reveal glory in my life and bless me with good things. Help me to walk in faith, knowing that without faith, it will be utterly impossible to please you. The faithful God. Help me respect and honor you, Lord, by having faith in you and trusting you in the process that you are taking me through. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.